0: As you see me starting here, I do podcast the courses, so I do record the live lectures for you. Uh, they will, they're will they available on iTunes, no charge. Not ones you got to pay for like the songs, they're absolutely free. So if you happen to like miss a class sometime and you want to hear exactly what I said, you can actually download the exact lecture. So they are available for you, and if I don't get to it by the end of the class today, I didn't make it in my other class, quite make it to that point, to show them how to do them. If you haven't done them before, I'll show you on the screen how to go through and actually download the classes for there to find them. And actually, your class has just been redone, so it isn't actually available on iTunes yet. We've just published it, I think, this morning, so it actually won't be able to find it for another 24 hours or so. So by Wednesday, I'll be able to show you you how to get to them. So, but I just like to I like to warn people that I am recording. That doesn't mean you can't ask questions, but you do get recorded depending on where you're sitting in the room and how much your voice projects. You do get recorded as well. So, if you don't want yourself recorded, you know, you can ask me afterwards, I'll turn it off and, you know, if you don't want your voice to be broadcast to the world. So, All right. Astronomy 104, right? Everybody? Okay. Now, I've already got the astronomy picture up there or I would have said tried physics 218 or something. I've given you a little bit of a scare. <laughs> you. Of course, you, know, you guys get away easy with that. If you're in the wrong course, you can sit there and nobody will know the difference, right? If I come there and I'm standing in front of the English class, I'm kind of stuck. So I'd have a lot of trouble doing an English class. Of course, probably the English professors would probably have a lot of trouble doing an astronomy class. So. I'm going to go through the syllabus, and most of what I'll do today is going through the syllabus. So, in fact, that's as far as I got in the other class. So I'm going to walk you through that and give you some information here. Although I'm starting off, I've got a picture up here, and you'll see that we do. I do this each class. I start off with the picture of the day. This is a NASA website. It's uh, the astronomy picture of the day. So every day they put a picture up there, something to do with astronomy. This is the one for August 22nd of 2011, today. And it's actually a picture of a planet named TRES-2b. Wonderful name for a planet, isn't it? Astronomers love to do that. I mean, everything is done by catalog. So this actually has to do with TRES means it is the, what was it, Transatlantic Exoplanet Survey. So it was discovered by this survey, which actually uses really small telescopes. The telescopes are about 10 centimeters in diameter. Which is about that, you know, that little section. So they're actually really tiny telescopes that were used to do this. You know, 10 centimeters, about what, one, two, a couple inches, three, four inches. So I mean, they're real small telescopes that were used to do this. And now this picture wasn't taken with that. This actually isn't a picture, it's a drawing. So it's an artist's conception of what we think this might look like. We've actually discovered a number, there's actually several hundred planets around other stars that have now been discovered. And this is, again, an artist's conception of one. This is the planet that they're talking about here. And you can see to scale the star, a little bit of it here around the edge. And then the rest of that would be the star. So the star is significantly bigger. So this is actually quite a big planet as compared to Earth. You know, It's more of a Jupiter-sized or even bigger planet. And this one was discovered, let me check if they have the dates, 2006. So it was discovered a few years ago. But the thing that they're featuring it for today is that it's found to be an extremely dark planet. And there is a satellite that we have up called the Kepler satellite, which is searching for exoplanets. And its observations have been able to determine that this planet only reflects about 1% of the light that hits it. Now, that probably doesn't mean much. What, what, is, what, is, something, what, is, normal? what is normally reflected? I mean, that would be darker than coal. So that's darker than like the desktops here. These reflect more than 1% of the light. The moon, which is an extremely dark object in the solar system, I know it looks bright when you look at the full moon at night, only reflects about 10 or 11% of the light that hits it. So the light from the sun that hits, you can imagine if that actually was reflecting all the light, how bright the moon would be. But this only reflects about 1%. So this planet, this big planet, is actually darker than a lump of coal. So interesting. And we're starting to learn a lot more about this. When I used to teach these classes, uh, you know, 20, 20, 25 years ago, there were no exoplanets. They were unknown. You know, we talked, we'd talk about planets, and there's planets, and we think there's planets around other stars, and here's the reasons why, and here's some, you know, dusty streaks around it that might be where a solar system is forming. But in the last five years or so, say here 2006, we've actually come up with a lot more and a lot of good candidates. That there's actually several hundred of them that are known. So we actually know now of several hundred planets that are that exist in the galaxy. So there's actual planets still. You know, our solar system isn't unique. It was something we didn't know 20, 30 years ago. We didn't think it was, but we didn't have the proof. Now we have hundreds of them. In fact, you can download an uh, app for iPod, iPhone, that actually will show you the ex- exoplanets. And we'll update, here you go and it will actually update and tell you, you know, when a new exoplanet is discovered. So it'll come up with a new one discovered. And there's like several hundred of them. There's like five, six hundred of them now that are listed in that. So Interesting little thing. But I start off with this each day. We'll find out that sometimes it fits real well with what we're talking about in class. Sometimes we're jumping way ahead and you know, I might get one on Wednesday that's galaxies or I never know what they're going to do. So I don't have any inside information to tell you what, tell them to, hey I'm doing this in class, put this picture up. But. Sometimes they'll have nothing to do with our section of the class. You know, this is stellar astronomy. So we're going to be talking about stars and galaxies and the universe. And there's some that will put up planets. There will be pictures of Jupiter, pictures of Saturn. They put up pictures you know, of any of the other planets. Mercury has been a big one because we just have a, a spacecraft that's now orbiting Mercury for the first time. Just went into orbit this summer around Mercury. So our first time, we've actually had a, we've flown by Mercury, but we've never actually been in orbit around it before. So a lot of new things coming, and say we'll never know, but sometimes we'll get to talk about some of the other stuff as well. But I will do that each day, we'll start off with that each day. Otherwise, now down to the fun stuff now. Stuff we got to get through, right? Okay. And if this takes as long as it did in the other class, this is about all I'm going to get through today, so you won't have to actually start material till next time. So, maybe I'll go faster this time, we'll see. Uh, Basic information about the course. I'm not going to go through and read the syllabus. I'm just going to kind of page through and give you specific details on things. That's me, Robert Wagner. Yes? And I'll be the instructor for the course. I'm teaching 103 right before this and then 104 right now. So I'm doing both of them this time. My office is downstairs now in 138, which is the... If you go straight down below here, off here, I'm in 138H, which is around to the right. You go straight around to the right and keep going to the right, and you'll find me there. Usually, I'm usually in well office hours that are scheduled starting next week. We don't really do office hours the first week of classes. Are Monday and Wednesday from 10 to 11, so right after class, and then Friday right after class from 11 to noon, or Monday and Wednesday also 1 to 2 in the afternoon. Now I'm not fixed to those. If you have class right after this and need to see me at 11 or something, you know I'll make arrangements. I'm usually here until about 2 or 2.30 in the afternoon. If you need to see me later than that or you're planning on coming by later, let me know in advance. I mean, depending on the day, I may be able to make arrangements to stay later if you need to see me later than that. I'm also in earlier. You know, for those of you who are bright and early, chipper morning people like me, no, right? 9 o'clock's bad enough. I just had an 8 o'clock class, so I know. I'm usually here by about 6.30, so I'm a very early morning very early morning person. So if you're here, you're welcome to come by, you know, if you need if you have a question then. Although I said from 8 to 9 I'm here in a class, so you won't be able to get a hold of me at that point. I've given you contact information. You have my email address here at Hack. You can get a hold of me there. And I've given you my phone numbers. The office phone number I give you because HAC wants me to give it to you. I bless you. I don't recommend using that one. There's only two of us in the office, but still messages get mislaid at times. If you call my cell phone number, which is on there, even if I can't answer it, I know the message is going right to me. So if you need to get a hold of me for some reason, you can at least leave me a message. And I know I'm the only one who will get it that way. So, unless one of the kids starts playing with it, you know. My four year old keeps asking, I want to play Angry Birds. It's like, okay. I've never played the game, but if you've got it on there to play it, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So that's how to get a hold of me. Again, I give you the office phone there. You, if I'm there, I, I'm not, not going to answer it, but I'm, it messages do get misplaced there. So I prefer email comes only to me. The cell phone comes only to me. Textbook. Ch- should be... That one? I don't know if people have it yet. It wasn't in. Is it not in? Are people Anybody? Okay. It wasn't in Friday. Okay, I'll have to check with them after. I have not checked yet, but that should be. It should be the sixth edition of a Beginner's Guide to the Universe. How about the workbook? Did, did they list anything? Okay. Well, they're on the syllabus, but I'll have to check with the check with them to make sure. Let me. I'll check with that after class and see what I can find out. But it should be. This is the one that should be. should be there that we're using, and it's on the syllabus there with the ISBN number. Um, you don't desperately need it this week. I mean, you're not going to be you're not going to need this one this week. Actually, you're not even going to need the workbook this week. So, we're good till the following week on them. I mean, I'm going to start lecturing out of this on Wednesday, but if you don't have the book with you, you're still still okay. So, let me see if I can find out from them, but if you need to find it, you know, if you can find it online, you're welcome to to get it as well. And if you want to go, and I'll mention down there later, but if you, I'm using the 6th edition, which is what my lectures are based on. If you want to find the 5th edition, you're allowed to. I'm not saying you have to buy that book. If you want to buy an older, because I know how it works when I took classes. You know, this one is $150 or some ridiculous amount. And the previous edition is 15 So the only thing I ask if you get that one is, don't interrupt class to ask questions as to why things don't match up. Catch me before or after. I'll be more than happy to you know, show you all. Then maybe they switch chapters around or sections around. I'll be happy to work with you and find it. The other one is the Sky workbook. Don't use the Sky. I think we're, we want to do one consistently, so I'd rather use the Sky workbook here. Uh, I can't. I have to put both these on because I teach online classes too. And if I'm teaching online, I can't. Everybody can't use the Sky workbook because the Sky, the CD that comes with it, won't run on a Macintosh. <laughs> so I have to do both of them. But everything here is a PC, and we have the computers here, and the labs are done in class. So you can take things home. and. If you're running a Macintosh, you will need the newer version of the Sky. But I can get you a copy of the program if we need it. So if you have to do anything at home. But most of the labs you do in here and finish in class. But you will need the workbook for several for a number of the labs. We do use that workbook. So those are the two that you'll need. And I'll have to check. I know we submitted those six months ago. But I'll have to check and see what's going on. Okay, so that's the basic information. And then course description. That's just the catalog course description. I won't read through, through that again. Learning outcomes is what some of the things we should be able to do at the end of the class. Textbook editions is just what I talked about just now. So I said, the only thing I ask is that you know if, you're, if I'm lecturing, don't interrupt the lecture to say, you know, I'm, I'm using the third edition, which chapter are we on? You know, catch me right before or after, and we'll figure it out. It's no big deal. That's the only thing I ask if you are going to use an older edition, but I certainly understand the price differences. <laughs> you can get some of those couple old editions for like, what, 75 cents, a dollar, I mean, sometimes on, online. Office hours, I've given them to you already up there. Um, you can email me anytime if you need to get a hold of me. That's a good way to get a hold, you know, if there's an emergency, use my hack email address. Or call, you know, whatever's, whatever you're more comfortable with. Um, hack requires a response within 48 hours. So, so if you email me, I'm supposed to be back with you in 48 business hours, I should say. So, which doesn't work out too good if you contact me right before a deadline. So, usually I'm faster. Usually I teach online courses, so I'm online all the time. So, if you need to get a hold of me, usually I'm on back within a couple hours. Usually it's when I go to bed, and then there's a big stretch where you don't get a hold of me till the next morning. So, you don't want to wait till the last minute to contact me. For communication, the best way is either to catch me right before class. I teach you in this room right before as well for Astronomy 103. So I'll be here right before class if you have questions. You can always use that time. And right after class, I'll be here. The only thing, if you're going to use email, if you are going to email me, I'll take an email from any, whatever address you use but if you want me to reply back and it has anything to do with a grade or specifics of a grade or any details of you know, your grade on an assignment, I can't send it back unless it's your Hawkmail address. So I can't, you know, if you're questioning why you missed something on a specific exam, I can't send that information to your Gmail account or Yahoo account or anything else. I'm not, hack doesn't consider them secure. The only one that they give you is their, you know, their Hawkmail that they've assigned specifically to you and given you the information for. So if you want specific, I can only send you back information to there. But if you're going to email me an assignment, I'll give you a homework, if you want to email me the assignment, I'll take it from whatever you send it from is fine. But if you want me to communicate back to you or send something back that specifically relates to your progress in the course or how you're doing or a grade, I've got to use Hawkmail. Or the other option is using the, if you want to email me through the class website. Now there's a website for the class. Has people used WebCT before? Most of you familiar with it? Anybody not? Couple that aren't? Okay, Let me go through that real quick here. Uh, Let's go back to the beginning Just show you where to get it because you're going to need this for some of the things in the class. You will need to be able to get into it. Uh, If you go to the Hack main web page, you can go through My Hack, or you can go directly through the WebCT link down here under Quick Links. And if you click on that, that'll come up to right where we were. That'll open that. We don't need that. And then you log in with your, you'd log with you log in with your Hack ID and your password. And it will come up with your list of courses. And our course is, hiding down there, or the bottom one for this semester, right there, Stellar Astronomy 104. So that would be our course. So it'll show up on yours. Yours, of course, will show all your courses, not just a bunch of astronomy courses. And then I have... I'll usually have an introduction. I'll let you know where the where the week where where we are, you know what week we're on, and then I put all the information down here for you. Uh, we don't need to worry about that. Okay. Okay, like that'll open up the syllabus, which we're already looking at. So it'll actually have all your information for the week here. It's got the syllabus. It's got a homework. It's got some PowerPoint slides and some other information that I'm going to be going over here in a minute. So I put everything up on there for you as well. So for example, the homework that I'm going to hand out in a little bit, if you lose it the night before, you can still do it. You can go get it and still submit it. So you'll still be able to get to the homework. So it's kind of convenient there to do that. But you can also, there is an email link through here where you can send me a message. And if you go on there, create message, and you know, send it to all section instructors, that's me. I'm the only one. So you could send it to me and if you want, I can this is considered secure email too, because you have to log in with your hack ID. So if you need to contact me or talk about grades specifically and you can't do it in person or you're doing it over the weekend, you can use that as well. So that's another one that you can use. Will our grades be up there? Your grades will be up there too. I update the grades as I grade everything. All your grades will be in there under, what is it under my grades, which this is a student view here. Yeah, your grades will be down here. So there's a little grade icon. And you'll be able to get those. So as soon as I grade things, the grades will be up there. You don't have to wait until I hand them back. Your grades will be up before, okay. before you get them there, before you get them back, usually. Most of the stuff I try to grade pretty quickly. I, I don't like falling behind. So I like keeping the grading up and trying to get it back to you, especially, you know, I always hated classes where you'd be, on, be turning in the fifth assignment and still not gotten the first one back. It's, am I doing it right? <laughs> That's horrible. So I try to have them back, certainly before the next thing. Usually I have them back within a week. Depends on how many assignments were due and how much came up that time. Sometimes I'm a little behind. But usually things like you know, quizzes and exams, I try to do really fast because people look for those right away. I try to get those up almost immediately. And homework sometimes take a little longer, things that I have to read through. So those are the, that's the communication. OK, assignments. All right, all the fun stuff, I know, I know. Final exam, or first? not final exam, let's do the exams first. 200 points worth of exams. I've split them up this year into four exams. I used to do 200 point exams, this time it's four 50 point exams. The advantage is that first of all they're shorter, we can do them in a 50 minute class period. So they're not too long. Used to do, last time I did it, I gave them and I gave them the lab period, and you had the whole two hours to do the exam. So it didn't work out too bad then. But I'm going to try sticking with it this way. But it also it gives you a shorter amount. It only gives you a few chapters to look at each time. So you're only concentrating on three chapters, three to four chapters for most of the exams. So it gives you a little bit more leeway there. There are usually about 50 questions. Could be less, could be a few. No, it won't be any more than that, but it will, could be less. Yes, ma'am? It says our first test is September 5th. Week of. Uh, okay. It's week week beginning, yes. Okay. yeah. So September 5th we do not have class and October 10th or something. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the week, so it will be that week. Uh, okay. And my goal for that is that I do want it that quick because I want you to have one exam done and graded to you before the drop deadline, so I'll likely get those back to you the day you have to drop with the 50%. So if you decide you did so horrible on the first exam and you just want out of here, you know, don't, it'll be fine. You know, I've, I give you lots of other stuff, but if you want to, that's your last chance to drop you know, without getting my permission and signature and all that stuff, that's your list. So I want to have you one exam done and back by then if I at all can. I was just going to say we don't school that day. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, do, we do not that Monday, but we will probably do, the, the exam probably won't be till Friday. Right. okay. Alright, so that's the four exams and they say they are scheduled and it's the week of, so normally they'll be towards the end of that week, it may go into the next week on some of them if we run behind depending on, you know, We had another water main break, as we did last spring, for those who were here in the spring. And we lost like a week's worth of classes to to no water in the building. All right. Oh, I didn't edit that one. I'm sorry. Okay. final exam. Final exam will not be 150 questions. It probably won't be that many. Probably be less than that. But it will be 200 points. The points is the important part. And it will be split into a number of different types, same as the exams. I do multiple choice, I do true-false, I do matching, and I do short essays. Short essays mean a few sentences to a paragraph at the most. So I'm not looking for, you know, pages and pages of, you know, formal essay. I'm looking for, you know, you can even, in my essays, you can sketch out. I mean, I'm not looking for formal, it's not an English class where I'm looking for your writing. I'm looking for the information in this case. So those are the kind I'm looking for, but most of them are short. Short essays, I mean a few sentences. You can usually answer things in a few sentences to a paragraph at the most. Uh, Final exam is the entire course, so it is comprehensive. Now how I do that is I go back to your first four exams, and I use that to make up like half the final. So I'll take those first four exams, and I'll use that information to make up half the final. Not those exact questions, but that material. So I may take one. That was a multiple choice question that asked something. And I may reword it into a true false question. But the material is the same. So when you study those first four parts, which is everything up through, when is our last exam? Fourth exam is like Thanksgiving week. So it won't be on Friday that week. I can guarantee that. So. But it's scheduled for Thanksgiving week. So it's just, cosmo- it's just the last two sections. that will be the new material. So you'll have a new exam on those that new material. And the other stuff will all be off the old exams. Again, questions may be reworded, turned into another type of question, but you, all you need to really study for the first part of the final is that, is that section. All right, so that's the exam. That's 400 points worth. Labs and activities. We're going to try for about 20. I'm not sure how many we'll actually get, but it'll be worth 200 points. I'll scale it if we don't quite get there. Um, Labs are a couple different things. We'll be using the computers here. There's a planetarium program that we use for a number of the labs, and we'll do some of those. I also have some pen and paper type activities that we do, and a few other things that I'm going to try. So there's a couple of different activities. Some of them may be you know in or out, or whatever, but there's a number of different things. And again, I've scheduled them on your guide. When I say lab, it should, say, it should say like lab and activity, because I have a tentative schedule of them, and I don't think I have all 20 put on there yet, because I'll have to put some more. But you'll see like lab five, activity five. When I say lab, I mean the computer workbook. So we're using the sky workbook and the computers for a planetarium type program. If I say activity, it's usually something else. So it might be something pen and paper, or some other type of calculations, or something else that we'll be doing. And. Again, that's, the, that's about 200 points worth. So that's worth as much as your exams. Now, you're the one gets the advantage. You're the one, uh, either good or bad. You know, If you hate me, you're stuck with me for lab two. If you like me, you get me for lab two. So you know, your choice. But you know, the other class, Astronomy 103, they split it up. So I teach the lecture and somebody else teaches the lab. So mine, you're stuck with me for two hours every Friday. So Lucky you. Come on. OK, next. 120 points for attendance. So that should be an easy section. Most, hopefully most of you are here. I'm just going to have you sign in today. And I do take attendance daily. We're required to. For financial aid purposes and things, they need to know who's actually showing up to class. What I do is I'll set up a sheet like this over towards the tables here, and you can just sign in as you come, as you come in for the day. I am doing something that's, oh sorry, three points per, per day. So you you get three points. You've already got three points in the class if you're here. If you're not here, you don't have three points. But then you don't know you don't have three points. You're not missing it. So you got three points already just for being here. So three points every day. There's 45 classes. So that actually comes out to, what, 135 points. So if you have perfect attendance if you're here every day, you get 135 out of 120. So you get 15 points extra credit if you're here every day. So a little, little incentive to be here every day. And that way the first few actually I'm not supposed to penalize you for your first couple unexcused absences as per hack policy, so that I do it this way, I give you extra credit for them, but I'm not penalizing you. So if you're here every day, you get extra credit, but if you miss a few days, it's not gonna affect your grade. You can miss five days and still get full credit for attendance, still get 120 points. Now I also do, once I shut the front lights and start the photo of the day, I mark it as late too. I'll mark the sheet. So, you know. Occasionally, at least we don't have a farm show this time. Usually, the farm show in January is the worst with trying to get parking. But you know, I do mark you down one point if you're late. So once I do that and mark the sheet as late, then I give you two points for the day. So you're still here. I'm not you're saying. You know, I know some professors will just lock the door and say, "Forget it. You weren't here. <laughs> Come back tomorrow. Come back next time." But you know, I don't want you to miss the class. I want you to be here. But I am going to try pan- to sort of an incentive to be here on time as well. So you'll lose one. If you're late every single day it's going to hurt you. But even if you're late every single day you're still getting 90 out of 120 points. And most of you shouldn't be late. I hope you're not late every single day. You know, if you're late once or twice you're only going to miss a point or two. If there's an extreme case that you need to talk with me about individually, like you have one of those professors who likes to talk and talk and talk and talk and thinks that an 8 you o'clock know, class ends at 9 o'clock or ends at 8.59. You know, let me know and I'll see what I can work out. I don't want to penalize you for something that's beyond your control or make you feel like you have to run out of somebody else's class. You know, but I know there are professors who don't realize that classes end at nine fifty or eight fifty and go eight fifty, well, I can keep going. I've only got five more minutes. It's like I have another class to go to. So I understand if that's your issue, talk to me individually and I'll work something out with you know, I'll try to see what I can work out with you. So that's attendance. So you've got three points already. So everybody's got 100% in the class so far. Nobody's going to drop. All right. Now I've got to start giving you the assignments. So now everybody go- runs out and leaves afterwards. So Homework. Yay! I know. Okay. Homework. Give it to the right class this time. I handed these out to the 103 class and they sort of looked at me strange. Well, I said, why are we getting 104 homework? So let's try, let's try giving them to the right class this time. Homework, I do give homework every other week, one homework assignment, about ten questions. But they are due, you have two weeks to do them. So the ones I'm giving you now aren't due till September 2nd. So you've got two, essentially two all this week and all, they're due at the end of next week. Two, three, four, there you go. Two, three. And they are questions based on the text and the reading and my lecture material will cover them as well. There you go. Homework I grade on, primarily on effort. So if you made the attempt and you did it, you're going to get a good chunk of the credit. For example, if, you've, if you have it, if you just completely mess up a homework assignment and you don't get one question right, you can answer every single one of these wrong. But you tried. You know, maybe you got the wrong answer on every one. I'll give you, you'll get 10 points credit out of the 15, pretty much. So even if you've tried, you're going to get 2 thirds of the credit. Now you won't get the other. I do grade part of it on your accuracy and I will take off points. Now that's if you've attempted it. If your attempt is, I don't know, I have no idea, I have no clue what this is about. If those are your answers, I'm not giving you credit for those. But you know, if you've made a legitimate attempt to answer the question, even if it's wrong, you know, I'll, do, I'll tell you that. I'll, I'll let you know and you will get some credit for at least, do, for at least doing it. So, so do the homework. Don't skip the questions. Try. If you're not sure, contact me and you know, I'll try to walk you through. You know, some of them do involve, a couple of these do involve calculations. So for those who are the math experts, that's no big deal. I know there's some in every class and there's those who haven't done math, you know, in 10 years and don't want to see any more math, but there is some. Uh, nothing, nothing too complicated. I try to keep it relatively light, but there is some in these. I should say you won't see them on the, the ones that you see like this here, a couple of these that do involve calculations, you will not see on the exams. I do tell you that. I do not put the math questions on the exams or the quizzes. Can you just write this or do you want to type it? You, you can write or type it. It's your choice. I'll do it either way. If you want to email it to me, you probably want to type it up. Because so, I will accept the homework up until the day it's due. So it's due September 2nd. So if you still have questions on it, you're asking me questions you know, after class or after lab on that Friday, you can email it to me that evening. Just make sure I get it before midnight. So as long as it comes into my mailbox before midnight, then you'll still get credit for it. So you always have that option, too. Of course, if you handwrite it and you want to scan it and send it to me, it works, too. But normally, a lot of people just like to turn them in in class and be done with it. But if you're running late or you completely forgot about it, when I say turn in homework, then you're you're not, you're not stuck, you can still turn it in that. You can still email it to me that evening. So that's the first assignment. That's the homework. But again, I said that. that one I grade primarily on effort. So you get two-thirds of the credit just for making the attempt to go through it. Okay, next, article reviews. Now I'm giving you these a little early. Your first one is not due for a month. So I'm giving you the information now. I'll give you a little bit more detail closer to that time. What I ask you to do for this assignment you, is to pick a magazine article, and it's Things like astronomy, sky and telescope, discover, popular you know, science magazine. I'm not looking for Time or Newsweek science articles. Here you go. And write me a review of it. And I give you the information as to exactly what I'm looking for here. And I'll go through it in a little bit more detail, closer to when it's due. I give you these now because some people want to jump ahead. And I've had people who've done them all and turned them in, you know, with the, with the first one. They turned in all three and said, I'm done. I don't want to have to worry about those later in the semester. That's fine. You're welcome to do that. You might not get them graded till the end, although you likely, well, I'll just probably grade them with the first one and be done with them. So you're welcome to do that if you like. If you want to wait, they're not due until those specific dates, so you can turn them in later. But... You can use, those magazines that I've listed are available at the Hack Library here. So you can go over there and get copies or make copies of an article. You can also go through the Hack Library online. If you've accessed that before, you can go into EBSCO and a couple others. And if you have questions on that, I can show you how to do it. In fact, I can put a video up on there. I've done a video, or recorded a video of me going through the Hack website that I can put up there and how to log in and get to the magazines. So I can put that up for you on the course site if you want to see how to walk through it. So if you want to not go over to the library and just do it all online. The only thing I warn you to watch out for is if you're looking for articles online, be careful. Because if you just search for astronomy, a lot of what you're finding is like, you know, a Google News article or a Yahoo News article or some news article, which are interesting, but they're not what what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a full magazine article. It'll probably be somewhere between three to four pages or seven to eight pages, depending which is nice in astronomy ones because there's usually, you know, half of that's pretty pictures. So it makes it a lot shorter reading than it actually is. But I'm looking for a full magazine article on something in astronomy. And again, you can jump ahead and do those. I'm only looking for a two to three page summary. I'm not looking for, you know, ten pages because ten pages times a hundred students <laughs> times three articles is a lot of reading for me. So two to three pages, I can usually get through pretty Pretty quickly, and I, find, I usually find some nice some people find some nice interesting articles that I didn't know about. So they find some good ones for me. So you download those. I said two pages is usually about right. I'm not penalizing if you go over to a third page. There's no penalty for this length. I just don't really want to read too many real long ones if I can help it. If you're only using one page, you're either using a real real small font and single spacing and making it hard to read, or you're not putting enough information. So you're gonna need at least pretty much two, you know, one and a half to two full pages to get to get the proper amount of information. And then I give you here the six points that I'm the things that I'm looking for. So tell me what article you were using, why you picked this article, and not just, oh interesting, it was interesting. You know, write me a couple sentences. You know, why was it interesting? You know, it caught your attention from something I said in class, or it caught your attention from something you heard on the news. Uh, a summary of the article, that's the easy part. It's the one, like, one usually people try to write the whole paper on, is just do the, whole, do the whole thing on the summary. But really, just one paragraph, tell me what the main point was. What were they trying to get across? Then finally, four and five here are the big ones. What, were the, what did you think of the article? Was it good? Was it bad? Why was it good? Why was it good or bad? There, there's no right or wrong on it, but I'm looking for your thoughts, and I'm looking for detail in there. And that section should be at least as significant as the summary. I mean, they're graded with the same number of points. And often I'll get people who will write three or four paragraphs on the summary and then give me two sentence analysis, which isn't what I'm looking for. They should be about a paragraph, one to two paragraphs of each. And then come up with three questions. So questions that you may have come to your mind while you were reading this article. What would you have liked to have been explained differently? And tell me why you thought those were important questions. So I'm looking for those are the points that I'm looking for and I've given you the point values for each of these each article's review is worth 40 points. And then finally I'm not looking for a specific format other than I want it in a paragraph, you know. I'm not looking for MLA styling or measuring font sizes or anything. I don't care about that whatever you prefer to use as long as I can read it. But I am looking for it in paragraph, not you know, number one. My article was this. You know, I'm not, I don't want it just numbered six questions and there's your answers. I want it written in a full paragraph format. But I'm not looking for any specific you know styling like the English classes often do. Okay, questions, questions, questions. Nope, we're ready for more. Okay, we haven't. We're not all running out of the class. Yes. Um, for the third article Yes. Did I? The third is a Saturday, it probably should be the second then, yes. Thank you. I don't think they caught that in the other class. <laughs> or maybe I gave them the right date in that one. Yeah, I put the wrong date on theirs too. OK, yeah, it should, should be the Friday. All right. Quizzes. Question? Okay. Quizzes. Now quizzes, I'm doing something a little bit different this time as well. There's 10 quizzes throughout the semester. Actually, el- actually there'll be 11, but one gets dropped. So 10 quizzes, there are 12 questions, and the qu- they're the same format as the exams, except that I don't do essays on quizzes or fill-ins. It would be all be true, false, or multiple choice. I am going to do the quizzes on WebCT this time. So you're actually going to have the week for the quizzes, and you'll be able to go into WebCT and take your quiz anytime that week. So it'll be open on Monday morning. You'll have till Sunday night actually to do it. You'll have that entire week. The advantage is that you have your books available. Question? You can do them. You can do them from home. Yep. So you can do them whenever it's convenient. During the, You only get one try. You can't keep going back into it all week. You get one try. But you can take it whenever. If you want to listen to all the lectures and wait until the weekend to take it, you can do it then. Just don't forget, because after, after Sunday night, it'll close out and it won't be available anymore. But I'm going to try it a little bit differently. That way we're not taking, because usually it ends up taking you know, 15, 20 minutes out of class time for 10 quizzes. It ends up being a lot of time. And 've going to get you used to going in there, but you 'll be able to go in and write within the week, like this is week one with the yeah't you know if there's one with the quiz, I will put, it'll be a quiz in there to take and I will let you know in class i 'll remind you of when the quiz due dates are, so you 'll have them all in there and I am going to put up I discussed this with my other class and I thought it was a good idea they came up with it i'm going to put up a sample quiz for this week, not graded it mean just to say it won 't count in your grade or anything, but you can go in and try it. Make sure you feel comfortable getting in there before you're trying to do a regular quiz. But you can do these from home. You can do them from the computers here, you know, computer labs here, wherever you can get in. You know, if you want, I don't know, they'll probably work on your smartphone too. I know you can get into the class. I don't know if you can <laughs> take the quiz as well. You should not need flash for the, for the quizzes. Yeah. yeah. But you should be. Or doing them from home or whatever, you'll be able to. Oops, we don't need to go back to that. Okay, but that's how I'm going to do the quizzes. The quizzes will be scheduled, and they'll be scheduled for the weeks that they're scheduled there. And then I will give you the, I will give you remind you of the due dates in class. What I normally do each day, I didn't do it today because we're just just getting started. I'll put up each day the assignments that are the next three or four assignments that are coming due and the dates, just to remind you. Yes, ma'am. So you will put a sample. up? I will put a sample up this week. It won't be, it won't be probably today. It probably won't be till Wednesday. Because I have to go, my daughter is visiting family in Cleveland, and I have to spend all day tomorrow driving and getting her and coming back. So, so I probably won't get to put it up until Wednesday, but I will put a sample quiz up this week, and I'll let you know Wednesday. It should be up there. It should be up Wednesday. If I can't get it Wednesday morning, it'll be Wednesday afternoon. So you'll have one. To at least go in and try it if you've never done an online quiz before. And I'll try to do some where I put like pictures in it and things. So sometimes I put a picture to refer to, and I want to make sure people can see them. So if you're having issues with it, then we know and we can get them worked out in advance. But I will have that up probably, hopefully, Wednesday sometime for you. Okay. Another assignment. And again, a lot of this stuff is not due. This, this isn't all due next week, so I'm not doing, I don't give you this each day. This is just the beginning of the class stuff. So, is what I call an observer's notebook. Actually, it's now just, I've turned it into just solar observations. So... It's sort of part of, it's another part of the lab grade. Two, three, four, And what I ask you to do here, and there's very little to do with the beginning, it's just making a few observations and then I'll go through more detail. Two, three, there we go. And I'll go through more detail later on. But essentially it is observations of the sun. So what we wanted you to do is to look at the sun at about noontime. Now, noontime in Harrisburg is about 1.15. Now, of course, people have classes, people work, I know. You only need to get ten observations over the entire semester. So you should be able to find a weekend day or, you know, and if you can't do it at that time, if it's absolutely impossible, and you can do about it with about a half an hour either way is fine. So. 1.15 right now, you know, if you're making it by twelve forty five to one forty five or around there, you're still good. If you have to make it at a different time, let me know. You know, email me or something or catch me after class and let me know. And you can do them as long as you can do it at a consistent time. What I can't have you do is make it, you know, at one fifteen this time and then next week make it at four fifteen and then make it at ten in the morning. They have to be at a consistent time. So if there's like no if one fifteen is absolutely out of the question that you have to work or you have a class that's going to affect you every single day you know i'll work with you and fi- we'll find another time when you can do it as long as you can do it consistently it'll throw off some of your numbers but we can adjust that at the, i can adjust it at the end for you i'd prefer 115 it makes it a lot easier if you can do it within about a half an hour of there and again i'm only looking for you to get 10 so it's not like if you're if you're busy in class only monday wednesdays and fridays it shouldn't affect you or tuesday thursday you know if your only classes only affect it one couple of the days but if between class and work that's just out of the question See me and I'll, we'll work out another time We'll find a time when you can do it. You just don't want to do it, for example, too late at night because you know by the end of the semester it's going to be dark. So, so you don't want to say, oh, I'll do 7 o'clock and then come November it's, there's no sun at 7 o'clock. <laughs> so. But all you need to do for right now, and I'm going to go through this in more detail a little later. All I'm giving you is to start right now. Because there's, there's some calculations in there. You don't need to worry about it now. I go through in the class and in the lab. I go through exactly what you need to do for it. All you need to do for right now is find an object. A box works real good. Something that you can stand up straight. And you need to measure the length of its shadow at about noon. That's all you need to do for right now. And then we'll do the analysis and stuff later. The thing is, you don't, what you don't want to use, and I've had people use things like a ruler, hold a ruler up. You, don't, you want something that's solid on the ground. Because if you're tilting this, you're changing the shadow length. You'll see, and you can look at it and see, you're, changing, you're going to change the length of the shadow. So you don't want to hold up a ruler and use another ruler. You want something that's sitting there solidly on the ground. And then all you have to do is measure how many centimeters, how many inches the length of the shadow is. And so for right now, all you should be doing, and you can start you know, today if it's clear and you're not busy at 1.15, you can start it today. If not, you know, you want to get started in the next week or two. Yes, sir? one like once a week? About once a week is good. If you do once a week, you'll have about but 16 over the course of the semester. So you'll be fine if you're getting one a week. When I say 10, I also want to say don't do the next 10 days and say I'm done. You, know, you do not need to. If you do, it's convenient because you don't have to keep remeasuring the object. But you're not required if you don't have the object or if you used a bottle or something that got you know, destroyed, thrown away, you, know, you can use something else. You're not required to use the same object. But you will have to remeasure the height. But that's all you need to do. So all you need to fill out is the date, the time you made your observations, sky conditions. Don't bother if it's super cloudy. You know, if it's cloudy enough that you're not going to see a shadow, just don't, that's not a day to make an observation. Just skip it and wait for the next day that you can do it. The shadow length, how long was that shadow? And how high was your object? If you use the same object all the time, that's good. One thing I'll say watch out for I've had people that have had some issues with it before. Look for something that's kind of square or round. Don't use, people use a water bottle. But a water bottle is kind of tapered at the top. So your shadow is forming from here, and but your base is down, it's not quite lined up. You want something that's the block. Because if your shadow is forming from one place, if your shadow is hitting up here and making the shadow, but you're measuring from the base of this, see how it's not lined up? you're measuring from this angle but your shadow is being cast here it's going to throw off the length of your shadow a little bit and consistently but it'll keep throwing it off so it's better to use something like a cereal box you know or a macaroni and cheese box or a can of beans or you know something that's very easy to measure the base and length of but again you don't need to do it cons- you don't need to use the same object and you don't need to worry about these if you're if you say if you're one of the math people and you want to breeze through and do all the calculations you can If you're not comfortable with that, I have one of the labs I do later in the class actually has you work through some data and do the calculations and we'll do it as part of one of the labs. So we'll do that before it's due and I'll work through all of them with you. So if you're not comfortable with it, you don't even need to worry about that. If you can measure the length of the shadow and the height of the object and get me the rest of that information, you're good. That's all you need to worry about now and I'll walk you through the rest of it later in the class. You know, wait till November. We don't need to do it now because we'll forget about it, right? Okay. So that's the, assi- that's the assignments, and see we're not even getting as far as I got in the last class. Okay, let me go through my grading real quick and then we will finish up and get started. Really I knew we weren't going to get started on a lecture, but basically that just summarizes what we had, and I break everything down into a 90, 80, 70, 60 scale, and what I have there on rounding is that I put them very specifically there. I put that a C is 70 to 70.9, 79.99. So I try to make sure it's exact on that. So if you got 79.9, that's a C. When I look at them for rounding, and I will look at anything for sure that's within half a percent. So if you get a 79.5 or above, I'll look at it. And what do I look at? I look, first of all, if you had a te- good attendance. Doesn't mean you had to be here every single day. I mean everybody's going to miss a day for whatever reason or most people are going to miss a day for some something will come up you know you're sick you know if you have the flu I'd rather have you home and not not be here so I mean I'm going to look that you had pretty good attendance if you missed less more than a couple days I'll start to wonder and if you missed turned in most of the assignments again I'm not going to stick you to all the assignments you might miss one homework here or there or one you know if you missed that I'm not too worried about it but when you've missed when you did Let's say one of the three article reviews and you didn't make any observations and you turned in half the homework and you ended up with a 69.98. Well, you could have easily had 70%. All you have to do is one thing. Because if you're over 70, I'm not going to look at your points and take them, take you away. You know, if you got 70, I'm not going to say, well, you didn't do half the assignments, you don't get a C. So once you get there, it's yours. So, and you have I say you have the extra credit built into the attendance as well. So that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at your attendance, and I'm looking at your completion of the assignments. Again, not 100%, but it should be pretty good. This just goes through what, we're, what I plan on doing each week. We might end up a little bit off. I can't guarantee exactly where we'll be, depending on the classes and you know water main breaks and snow days. But hopefully we don't worry about any of that this time. Attendance. Most of the rest of this here is attendance policy. Um, that's standard class. I say, let me know in advance. In order for it to be an excused absence, you're supposed to let me know by the day of the absence. Okay. If you're in the hospital in a coma, you're probably not going to be able to get a hold of me. But let's not anybody do that this semester. We don't need to. We don't need to worry about that. Makeup work. I say, if there's an extenuating condition, I do mark assignments late. I'll give. I'll give. I can give an extension if there's an extreme condition where I'll take an assignment late, but I usually deduct 25%. Uh, W grades are, if, if you're attending the class and turning in the assignments, or the majority of the assignments, so if you have good attendance and you're turning in most of the assignments, I'll give a W grade up to the last day of class. So if you're just not happy, or you're only getting a C and you want a B, or you're only getting a D and you need a C for it to transfer, and you want to drop it the last day of class. My only condition is that, with the college states, is that you have to have been coming to class. You know, don't just show up for half the classes. And you have to have be turning in assignments on a regular basis. So if you've been doing that, I'll drop you at any point you know, with a W. I'm not that picky on it, but if you have not been turning in any of the assignments, you've been missing most of the assignments, and you haven't been attending class, then you, know, you, may, you can get the F at any point after the 50% deadline. So. The thing is, if you think you're going to be dropping it, just come come to me right away. You know, I'll let you. You know, I'll get you. I'll get you. If you've been doing the work and you just something happened, you can't. I'll get you out. We'll get you out of the course with the W, if you need to. But you need to get to me right away. Not wait a month, and then say, oh, I had to drop a month ago. Because if you stop showing up, I usually will just have to drop you. You know, once you haven't shown up for two weeks straight, I just can drop you out of the course, and then it would be dropped with an F. The rest of the information on here is just standard, so I'm just going to let you look through that. It's got our delayed opening times, refund dates, all of that. So all this is just the good old college policy requirements. So what I'm going to do next time is I'll go through and I'll show you how to get these off of iTunes U. So I will show you that next time and then we will start on chapter 0 in the textbook. Yes, your textbook starts at chapter 0, not chapter 1. So. If we can find them by then, let me know. If we're still having issues, I'll find out on, see if I can find out by Wednesday what's going on, what's going on with them. And then if you did not sign the attendance sheet, make sure you have it and make sure I get that back so I can give everybody their three points for, for the day. So have a good afternoon and I'll see everybody on Wednesday.